1: Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw and welcome to Your High Vibration Life. And this is our second episode on electromagnetic frequencies, EMF, or the silent cause of your suffering. And I'm really, really excited to introduce you to someone today, Dr. Libby Darnell. She is the founder of Revived Living. She's a functional health practitioner. She is actually in Chicago and she with her practitioner husband, Jeremy, are both doctors of chiropractic. And she works with patients on root cause. She deals with patients on the whole body system. And she's dealing with her patients, everything from electromagnetic sensitivity exposure, which is what we're going to be talking about some today to heavy metal toxicity and adrenal fatigue. These are the plagues of our time. And she has an amazing story about how electromagnetic frequencies and the toxicity related was, was a hard life lesson for her and how it affected her life and someone really dear to her that I think you're going to find very meaningful and very empowering as all of us here on the Your High Vibration Life Show get serious about decreasing chaotic frequencies in our own environment. So welcome Dr. Libby
0: Darnell. Oh, thanks so much, Robin. I'm so excited to be talking with you today. And I just know that we're going to help so many people out there. Really, it just prevents a lot of health issues. So I'm really excited for today.
1: Well, I chose you of many, many health experts that I have access to because all you do is give and all you do is tell me resources. I got the sense very quickly that you care about the people you serve and you care about teaching my audience about how to get their exposure to EMF way down. I love that you are a working wife and mom and professional and living in a urban area, you know, because if you were somebody who told me like one person did, well, I'll get on the phone with you, but I certainly hope you're not talking on a cell phone. I was like, oh boy, this may be like a little out of my depth because I'm going to continue to use a cell phone. So what can I do given the fact that I'm going to use a cell phone? So you don't live at the end of a dirt road. And you're now raising a baby. Tell us about your story.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, You know, even though when you first start into this topic, you're like, okay, that's it. I'm moving off the grid. You know, no, we've got to be able to keep this concrete and actionable for people. And so, yeah, I would love to share my story. Um, my husband and I started our business in 2010 and we just hit the ground running. Um, And you know exactly what that's like. You hit the ground running, working 12 hours every single day, and you are just, you know, busting your booty to make it. And um, we love what we do. I mean, I still love what I do. And after a while that, that really wasn't sustainable. Um, But I ended up uh, adding a service to my office called the biomeridian testing. And so um, biomeridian just in really basic terms is a really great tool to use to test for sensitivities um, to food, you know, food allergies, um, chemical sensitivities, you name it. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of near O'Hare airport, so I've, I can test people in sh- that work at O'Hare and they'll show up, you know, positive for jet fuel <laughs> sensitivity. Well, of course, um, but that is something that is tested using acupressure points, and it's very non-invasive and a wonderful, wonderful tool. However, with that said, I was testing people using this machine for 12 hours a day. And even though it's totally safe and a great tool to be tested on, I didn't realize that I was so sensitive to electromagnetic sensitivities, and I got sick. And it started with... And maybe some of your listeners are going to resonate with this, but it started with me having this inability to sleep, but at the same time, wanting to sleep all the time. So I'd come home from this very long day, fallen to bed. And when my alarm went off the next day, it was a struggle a struggle to get out of bed. And I'd always been this morning person, you know, alarm goes off and I'm usually up, up and at them already. Um, and so that's kind of where it started. And then it kept advancing and kept advancing to the point where I was, I was non-functional. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't go to work. I felt like I was being glued to the ground. And that was from a physical standpoint. Mentally, I started losing my mind and it felt like I was going crazy. And I, you know, I felt like this, this isn't even me. I couldn't articulate the words that I was thinking anymore. And when it was at its worst, I turned to my husband and I said, you know what, if I start hearing voices, I won't be surprised. So that's how bad it was. Now, on top of that, I was dealing with heavy metal toxicity, myself and adrenal issues. um, And it just snowballed from there. And so just like so many people that are listening, when you get sick, you're going to do everything you can to get well. You know, your health is your number one asset. So when you get sick, you've really got to step it up. And anything that somebody told me to do, I did it. So I mean, I had crystals in my bra. If they had told me to sing the Star Spangled Banner standing on one foot, jumping up and down, I would have gladly done it. Okay.
1: So just so everyone knows, because we haven't gotten to the Q-Link pendant yet, which I was wearing 10 years ago. This is really funny. She's not wearing a diamond studded bra or crystal bra. She's going to tell you about something we wear around our neck that's protective.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. But oh my gosh, no, I mean, I I would have done it. I would have done it all. So, yeah. You were really
1: motivated and it helped you turn a corner. You talked to another practitioner and what she tell you to do that you did like right then and there that made it really clear to you that you were suffering from.
0: Yeah. So I went outside um, when when my in-laws were over. So my in-laws are over and who, you know, I was newly married at this point. I went outside in the winter in Chicago, half naked and laid in the dirt (laughs) that's what she told me to do. And I'm going to tell you, I immediately felt better. And from a physical standpoint, what's happening was my body was discharging all of that excess energy that I'd been penting up and storing up from this machine that I was using. Um, And I immediately started feeling like myself again. And so, you know, we can review lots of tools like that um, later on for people that are dealing with this issue to start to get better and to start to improve. But that was the first thing where I thought, okay, I'm going to make it through this. I'm going to get I'm going to get through this. I've got an idea now of what I'm dealing with, which is electromagnetic sensitivity, um, and you know some people might refer to it as electromagnetic radiation, EMFs, EMRs. It's kind of all the all the same thing, and so really that's where my story started. And from there, I learned how to how to get better, and then ended up you know, teaching a lot of other people, uh, just like what we're doing right now about how to, how to get well and how to prevent from getting sick in in the first place.
1: I just wanted to, you know, when you and I first talked, I said, I want to make sure that my readers don't feel the overwhelm. And so if you did not listen to episode 24, we're on episode 25 right now. You need to listen to episode 24. It's your 100 level class. So I promised them that, you know, they would start at least at 200 level, if not an EMF ninja. So they know a little bit about how uh, the EPA designates EMFs as a class C carcinogen. You know, finally, science is recognizing these, uh, you know, radioactive chaotic frequencies as cancer causing. And we talked about how I sort of take a bird's eye view and I see that we do things for 20 years. Then the science catches up and tells us it's bad for us. And a whole bunch of us already paid for it with our health. And this is one of those things that I just said, I predict that we're going to see more and more and more science coming out, but we're already seeing a lot. So we, in the interest of time, uh, because we have so much to do, we're going to be doing on this episode, we're going to cover getting an EMF meter, which one, we will put all those things. We don't want any overwhelm. And so just remember that your action plan in the show notes at greensmoothiegirl.com slash episode 25, you've got the action plan of everything that Dr. Libby Darnell is telling us right here. You also have access to our special deal, which is 40% off where you can get it anywhere else on five Zubis, so that you can put one on each of your devices. And this has been super, super helpful for me and my family. We're going to talk about light bulbs on this episode. We're going to talk about that EMF meter and which one to get. Libby's going to tell you her favorite one for $110. And again, it'll all be in the show notes. She's going to talk to you in this episode a bit about our outlets, like what's happening with our outlets and what we can do to ground them. And we're going to talk about Wi-Fi. Your um, story is really powerful and how you're you're this vibrant, gorgeous young mom now. And thank goodness. And you do a lot of things to protect your health. But I want you to tell me just a little bit about Kiana.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Kiana is, uh, she is an angel now, but when she was seven, um, she was diagnosed with a brain tumor, uh, that was called a glioblastoma. So it's around her brainstem, which means that from a medical perspective, there is nothing that you can do to help that. And, um, what really happened was she started stumbling. You know, they would walk to school together and her parents would walk her to school and she would she was slow and she kind of started stumbling and then they'd be eating dinner around the dinner table and she started falling out of her chair. And, you know, she's seven. So it's hard to really say, okay, well, there's a problem or is she kind of being clumsy? And fast forward, she's diagnosed, she's given two months to live. And um, one of the things that that we did is we flew to Dr. Raymond Helu's office in Spain. And so um, I have a great friend of mine, uh, Dr. Charles Majors, who actually contacted this doctor who was vacationing. Dr. Raymond Hilo was vacationing in Las Vegas at the time, and he flew back from his vacation early to take her on, which I will be forever grateful for. And I say prayers for him every night because what a, what an incredible man that would do something like that. And one of the things that he does is he'll do blood analysis and he tests for EMF sensitivity as part of that whole protocol. And you can actually, when you look at human blood on a, on a microscope, you'll see red blood cells freely floating you know through our blood vessels and when someone is sensitive to electromagnetic frequencies what you're going to notice is first off their cell membranes are not healthy so instead of having this nice thick wall around their cells it's thin, there's it's leaky, just like someone can have leaky gut. You can actually have leaky cell walls too. And the second thing that was visible right off the bat, anybody could have seen it, was that the cells clump together. It's almost like magnets holding on to one another. And so you can imagine what that's doing to circulation, obviously. Um, but the second that he saw that, he said, "Yeah, she's incredibly electromagnetically sensitive." And you know, I actually had a Q-link on right then, which Um, is something that's a protective device that I know you're linking to in the show notes. And I just took it off right away and put it around her neck. And from that point, we did everything we could um, to help her. Time was really against us and she did end up passing away. So she is now an angel. Um, But Through that process, right when we found out that this was an issue, we called Dave Stetzer, who uh, he actually will, he does test homes. And he, while we were in Spain, went to her home, tested her home, and then follow up, we also tested her school. And when you're testing, you know, there's lots of units that we could talk about, but just to keep it really simple for people you wanna see under 50 units when you're testing a home. So that's kind of the threshold. And when we tested her, both her bedroom, nowhere else in the house, but her bedroom and her classroom, they were both off the charts, nearly unreadable. So some of these meters only go up so high, like for example, 2000 units, and we couldn't even test them. They were unreadable, which means that this poor girl was exposed not only at school, but then while she was sleeping every night and that was the house she grew up in, you know, so we kind of looked at that and we thought, well, wow, you know, she was she was up against the odds from the beginning. Um, now, one of the I always like to say that from pain, there's always purpose. One of the great things that did come out of, unfortunately, losing her is her dad now uh, goes around and he tests home. So this is his passion project and he does um, test and help people help people um, make their home safe. but I want to give you know some really great actionable steps that the average person could start to implement now. and yeah, if, if somebody did want to get their home tested, they have that option. but you can do so many things to make your home safe and make your office and school safe as much as you have control over. So like you mentioned, those EMF meters, I'm gonna tell you, there's a lot on the market. (laughs) There are so many to choose from. And some of the best ones are the ones that are used by home testers, but a really nice one that you can buy to test or dirty electricity, which I will be referencing in a little bit, is called a Stetserizer. And that is an inexpensive one that you can actually test through your outlets. You plug it into your outlets. It'll show you a reading. And then you can put in the filter that will actually fix the problem and you'll see the post reading and it's just awesome. So um, I have a couple of cool stories about, about that meter, if you don't mind me taking a second to talk about that. Oh, please do. So uh, we did an expansion at our physical office here in Chicago recently. And uh, when we expanded, we had to get a lot more filters and we had, you know, we had it retested. We got more filters in. And uh, as soon as we put those in, one of our team members who I thought she was just unhappy, you know, I just thought, well, maybe this job isn't a good fit for her. Um, she actually showed this massive improvement and we ended up, my husband and I Um, sat down and we said, you know, what's changed? Like, are things at home better? Uh, You know, are you just kind of picking things up better? And she said, she points to the filters. And she said, I don't know what that is. But ever since you've plugged those in, I feel so much happier. And it's it was kind of like well that that I mean because they, they don't look like anything special but we know pre and post testing how awesome they are but here it was she didn't even know we'd had the office uh, fixed and she was feeling better and then um, a good friend of mine Isaac Jones he we had um, he had his home tested and right where his kids are every day was really really off the charts too and so he was able to get that fixed and same thing with Jay Davidson they had their circuit breaker. Um, you know, which is that, you know, if you can think about it, like your fuse box, that kind of thing. So the circuit breaker was right by his daughter's head where she sleeps at night. And so he was able to just put a simple guard on that and solve that problem. Because again, kids are so, so sensitive. So that, that sensorizer meter is a great one to get. It's inexpensive and a great start. There's also, um, you know, if you think about Back in the day when we had radios with antennas off on them, if you ever put them to like an AM frequency and you tried to search for a station, you know, where it's in between stations, you're, you're getting that static. The way that most meters simply work, just to kind of give your audience an understanding about how this works, is if you had that kind of old time radio and you're kind of in between stations, so you hear that static, if you walked around your house, you know how you'll hear that like kind of like that buzz and whir as it's picking up different things. That's how most meters work. So if you walked next to your fridge, if you walked next to your appliances, that radio would actually pick up on all these frequencies that are coming off of those major appliances. So that's that's how meters function. And one that is a little bit more affordable is the tri-field. Uh, meter. And that's a great one that people could also purchase if they don't want to do the <laughs> the old-fashioned radio version. Um, but that's how, that's how those are tested. And again, when you ha- hire professionals, they're going to be able to test for a lot. Um, for example, they'll be able to pick up your home's Wi-Fi. They'll be able to pick up any radiation that's coming off of cell phone towers. Um, and, you know, I even had like I have a uh, invisible dog fence for my dogs and you know, they were able to test that, which just as a side note for everybody out there who has those that tested fine. So that was harmless. Um, but that's how EMF meters work. And those are the, the main ones that I recommend. And there are other ones on the market. However, you know, I only wanted to mention the ones that I've actually seen and I know 100 percent work.
1: Yeah, I had um, the Trifield meter and lost it in one of my Mm -hmm. moves, but I want to close a few loops on things that you've brought up. First of all, first of all, I want to mention that the angel uh, Mm -hmm. that Libby is talking about is her niece, Hiana, And Mm -hmm. so, and her brother... Libby's brother has a physics degree and was trained by the great David Setzer. And we're also going to put a link to her brother-in-law's services because some of you will be like me and you want somebody to come to your home because you're just working so much. And you're raising, or, you know, in my case, I'm running, I'm raising a family by myself and I travel a lot and I would rather spend a bit more and have someone else do all these things. So just to, to close the loop, Your brother-in-law's name is
0: Joseph Darnell,
1: Joseph Darnell, and he can come to your house and really help you just get, get it fixed, test everything, tell you where all the weak spots are. It's about a four hour job he does for the $400. Is that right?
0: Yep. That's exactly right. And he's, you know, he's the, the heavy science guy, so he will analyze everything, but at the end of the day, he's going to tell you exactly what you need to do to fix it. And a lot of it he'll take care of, but if there's small things, you know, like if there's a plumbing issue or something like that, you know, um, he'll tell you exactly what needs to be done. So, um, he owns Flutterbusters, which is his company. And so that's what he does now, which, um, I just think is wonderful. So, yeah. And you yeah. can
1: go to flutterbusters.com or like I said, I told, I promised you, you wouldn't have to write anything down, or you can just see that in the show notes. And so you mentioned filters. And so let's jump ahead to that. Cause I think we need to talk really quickly about outlets. Yeah. Um, yes. So we talked about EMF meters, which is one of the things we wanted to cover in this episode. In the next episode, we're going to talk about smart meters. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about grounding. We're going to talk about traveling and, and minimizing your exposure while you're traveling. And one of the things that we're covering here is EMF meters. We've talked about that. Let's jump to outlets. Um, Is it true that I should unplug things that I'm not using and then talk about filters?
0: Yeah, so I do recommend unplugging things that you're not using. Um, and I've heard conflicting opinions on that as, from, as far as from some of these experts. However, I do it because it's not going to cause any harm. It can only help you. So, but I, yeah, uh, it's, but as far as why that is recommended is because there is something called dirty electricity, which I want to give a real basic understanding of what dirty electricity is. Uh, Our grid system, which is our energy system, is designed so that energy comes from our grid, it travels through cables, It enters our home, it powers our home. And the theory is that it travels back through those cables back to the energy system. But unfortunately the grid is inefficient and it doesn't always work the way it's intended. And uh, so what happens is when your appliances use a lot of energy what's gonna happen is you have an end result of excess energy coming through your wiring system in your home. And the the places where that's gonna happen most frequently, the places that you wanna test more are gonna be where you have a lot of appliances. So for example, where your TV and your home stereo are gonna be, that's gonna pull a lot of excess energy, which has been given the the term dirty electricity. And then like your refrigerator, your deep freeze, those all are gonna be appliances that pull that a lot too. Um, And so because of that, I spent a long long time researching this subject specifically because it's something that is so new. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said we are just so far ahead technology-wise and so behind when it comes to safety studies. And the introduction of electricity, when you think about how, you know, our human history The introduction of electricity is so, so recent. It's just a blip on this radar. And if we track it from the time where it was introduced in America, you can actually see the correlation with especially childhood cancer. That's a huge one. And another big one is type two diabetes because it reduces our ability to hear insulin. Um, And so those are two ways that dirty electricity will harm your health. And so filters come in by simply absorbing all that excess energy. And so they, um, and you'll actually, you can hear them working when they're working, which is really incredible. So it just looks like a simple plug-in onto your outlet. It doesn't take up any extra space because I just have a little three-pronged outlet extensor. And that was somebody, I actually had Dave Stetzer come and test my home and that was something he just brought with him. And he showed me this, this pre and post and oh my gosh, did we feel a difference. But our home tested higher than average. So an average size home needs about 20 filters. So let's say that somebody didn't wanna get their home tested but they knew that they wanted to get filters. Um, I would simply order about 20 Stetzer filters and that's because again, that's about average size my home because, and it doesn't matter if your home is old or new, there's no correlation. You just don't know really until you test, which you can do with that meter that I mentioned my home needed 60 filters. Um, and, but wow, it was such a difference. And, you know, for people to kind of have a little bit of understanding. It's so hard. It's it, This is such a hard topic to talk about because you can't see it. You can't physically touch it. You can only feel it. And the symptoms that I had were just that mental fog, that extreme tiredness. Uh, I couldn't put two thoughts together in my head. And so you think about people out there that I know deal with these issues. And I think if, I, wow, for me going through this, if I'd been this healthcare professional um, who didn't know enough to think, gosh, there's an underlying cause. I just feel like I'm going crazy. I would have wound up on psychotropic medications. You know, I would have been probably in, you know, (laughs) committed at one point. That's how bad it, it was for me. And so for people out there that might be dealing with some issues that are just gradually getting worse, as far as that's concerned, this is such a great tool to start exploring. And Robin's giving you so many resources in the show notes to just get some answers and to start crossing some things off the list.
1: That was really uh, helpful. It was helpful to me. I'm sure it's gonna be really helpful to our readers. I'm excited about it. We've talked about getting an EMF meter and that'll be in show notes. We've talked about outlets and how they're sort of bleeding this, this dirty electricity and how there are filters for them. I'm really excited about getting them. Now, here's another thing that Libby taught me about. This was one of the things where I was like, wait, what's a CFL? So Slow down. A light bulb. (laughs) Tell us about CFL or compact fluorescent light bulbs and what is wrong with them and what else we should get.
0: Yes. So compact fluorescent light bulbs, when you're looking at them, you're going to know right away they're the new swirly light bulbs. So they're shaped like a swirl and they're also the ones that they tell you if you break them it's hazardous to your health. And that's because they actually contain mercury. So um, totally aside from the EMF exposure, compact fluorescent light bulbs do contain mercury. They leach out, with- about 70% of the mercury into the environment within the first three days after you install them. So what that means is all these mercury vapors actually come out through that light bulb within the first three days, 70%. So that's a ton. And so you think about people that are moving into newly remodeled homes. Oh my gosh, that that environmental exposure and somebody who can do everything right, and then bam, you're hit with this this um, chemical exposure. So, uh, but when I had my home tested, I had been one of those. People. I had moved into a home, gutted it, renovated it. And so when we had our home tested, I had these new light bulbs in them because they're supposed to save on energy costs, right? Which not even going to get into that side of things. But what happened is we had uh, these meters in place that we were referring to earlier. And They will show you um, digitally, so they'll actually print out graphs and kind of give you really concrete data, but then they also have a little bit of an audio component to to them as well, and they just screamed. I mean, they just yelled um, whenever they were around these uh, compact fluorescent light bulbs. So one thing that your listeners could do right now, and I would suggest being one of the first things that they do because it is such an easy fix, is to go around their house and remove any compact fluorescent light bulbs. So, again, those are the swirly, those kind of swirly looking guys. Uh, And the thing that I would recommend replacing them with are the standard old school incandescent light bulbs. And those are inexpensive. You can get them, you know, at Home Depot. You can get them at Menards. You can go anywhere. And I would recommend doing that right off the bat um, because you're saving yourself so much.
1: You know, you said said to me, unscrew your... Uh, CFL light bulbs, because I, I've owned my home a little over two years now. It's about a 12 year old home. You said, unscrew them. Uh, you told me that the amount of light it puts out is not going to be any different. This is, you know, Einstein's light bulbs. And I texted my realtor, who's one of my closest friends. And I said, Hey, what kind of light bulbs do I have? Cause I knew he knew his light bulbs. And he's, I said, do I have incandescent or do I have CFL? And he said, yours are mostly CFL. And I was like, dang it. I said, dang it. And he goes, well, there's these led lights and they're really great because they have all these, you know, spectrum, all these broad spectrum of light frequencies that are good for you. And I said, not sure. I believe that Matthew, not sure. I believe that. And you know, I, I don't know. And you, you can tell us about led lights versus incandescent and and because you've gone around and you've tested this, like you've done the whole deal. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, um, CFLs are the worst, right? So get rid of those. Those are those are gone. You're, you're getting rid of them. No, no questions about it. Next on the list, and kind of middle down the road, is LEDs. There are some LEDs that I know that have been tested that actually show up okay, but there's not like one brand across the board that's the best. So for that reason, I don't recommend LEDs because as a whole, they usually don't test well. And incandescents are 100% safe. They give off nothing. So... Um, on, you know, the most evil is CFL. LEDs are going to be your second best option. But even when it comes to like the full spectrum, like you mentioned, you know, the, the goal with full spectrum is so that people, especially that work indoors, are getting exposed to a broad spectrum of light to kind of mimic what we should be exposed to outside that we're not getting, right? So then there's lots of light therapy and a lot of hormonal benefits that go with that. However, you don't know until you test if they're safe or not. So for me, just to be on the safest side possible, I recommend incandescence. Um, And, you know, it's funny because when we redid our office and, you know, most offices are going to have fluorescent lighting, we had to pay extra to get the old school, incandescence in a way that looked, you know, still looked good. And it was just funny. It's like, here I am paying for something that I know is really, really cheap, but, you know, the industry is moving beyond that and they're going all to these, um, the CFLs and it's just, it's just a shame. But I know with um, what we're doing and what we're talking about, that this is, this is becoming more commonplace. And I do think we're going to turn a curve here. Um, So yeah. So to sum up CFLs, bad incandescence, best LEDs uh, can be okay, but as a general rule, I recommend you don't use those.
1: Yeah. You would think that it'd be cheaper to use the old incandescence, just like, just like you would think that, you know, organic produce would be cheaper since they're not spraying all this expensive (laughs) pesticide on it, but you would be, you would be wrong. And really when it comes right down to it, it's where the dollars are. This whole idea that was sold to us that these light bulbs are better for the environment is so wrong on some important Mm -hmm. levels. So, okay. I feel like, I feel like we've done a, a good coverage of getting an EMF meter. I feel like we covered outlets and filters. And how to get in touch with your brother in law if you want the uh, white glove service and someone to come out and just do it all. I feel like we've covered light bulbs. Our last subject that I want to cover well today, and then our next episode will be about this will be your kind of your 300 level stuff in episode 26. We'll talk about grounding and travel and crystals and other good stuff like that. Is I want you to tell me why Wi Fi is dangerous. What we should get to protect ourselves from Wi Fi, because it's really quite simple and inexpensive. Tell me about this timer thing.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. And you know, I forgot one very important thing about light bulbs, and then I'll get right to Wi Fi. But, and I forgot to mention it to you earlier dimmer switches. Who knew? I had installed 20 dimmer switches on these awesome can LED lights in my basement that were terrible. So when I went around my house and tested all these dimmer switches, um, they, the, when you have it on low, that's actually when it's gonna put off the highest amount of EMFs. Mm. So the, the reason that that happens is because when a, a dimmer switch is on high, you're using all of the electricity that's coming through that wire. When you dampen it and put it on low, the excess will actually come out into the environment. That's basically the definition of dirty electricity so for your listeners another great easy thing to do is to just obviously whenever you have a dimmer switch keep it on high and i just went uh, again to home depot and just got a simple little on and off switch and i had all of these nice dimmer switches that i'd installed replaced with their old counterpart so um, that is just one thing i wanted to mention um, before we go on to wi-fi so transitioning to wi-fi the way basically what wi-fi is it's a wireless signal that's transmitting all the time so wherever your router is in your home that wireless signal is permeating throughout your home and the way that that's gonna end up affecting your body is by disorganizing your photons, and I know that you have covered this on your last, um, the, your last episode. But essentially, all that means is that your cells aren't communicating properly with one another anymore. And if we're exposed for a short period of time. Our bodies can heal. You know, our bodies are designed to heal. And when we have this chronic long term exposure, that's what makes it hard to recover and where people can start having warning signals giving off. And so, me going crazy was my warning signal. But so, an easy thing that somebody can do, because a lot of us have Wi Fi, is to simply put a timer on our power source to our Wi Fi. So, just like you have Christmas lights on timer switch, so you might have your uh, Christmas lights plugged in to where they're going to go on at a certain time and off at a certain time, you can go and get a four or $5 timer and hook up the power source of your Wi-Fi into That timer. And just have it turned off at night and turned back on in the morning. And for listeners that have children, that's so important because EMFs are Mm -hmm. a lot more harmful to children than they are to adults. And um, so you think about that over the course of your child's life, you're saving them at least eight hours of exposure, which is just amazing. Um, And a lot of people don't even use their Wi-Fi during the day or they don't need it during the day. So you could even have it on for a shorter period of time. Now, another kind of interesting thing to note is your cell phone, if you have your wireless enabled on your cell phone, your cell phone is constantly searching for a signal. It never stops searching for a signal. If you uh, have it on using your cellular data, so if you have your wireless off, especially when you're traveling and you don't have access to Wi-Fi, turn that wireless off on your phone because it only tries to ping a cell phone tower about every five minutes. So it's just a nice way to kind of keep, keep your cell phone wireless uh transmission from working all the time. So is that a
1: so, is that an argument to get a bigger data plan so that we so that I don't my sixteen year old son isn't always finding Wi Fi different places?
0: Yeah, that would be something that would be a great thing to do that. And so then when you're when he's not physically at home, he feels like he doesn't have to be linking, you know, to Wi-Fi all the time. So especially for you, you know, you travel a lot and so do I. And so I, I constantly have I'm upping my my data plan if I need it. But along those same lines, when it comes to cell phone safety is to put your your cell phone in, in airplane mode as much as possible. And so especially, um, you know, you and I have clients that are on call sometimes. And so I, I encourage people to keep their phone far away from them at night like last thing you want to do is have your phone charging underneath your head using your phone as your alarm clock at night you know that's that's kind of a double whammy all the time and uh, so if you can charge your phone, you know, let's say in your kitchen away from your away from your bedroom, your family's bedrooms at night, that's going to be step number one. And so just get a battery operated alarm clock. You know, I just went on Amazon, got a battery operated alarm clock, and that's what I use. But for clients that are on call or people that have to have access to their phone, either a put it in airplane mode or good rule of thumb is at least try to have it eight feet away from you. So if you need to have it, you know, over on your dresser across your bedroom, that would be a really great compromise. And and then there's a lot less exposure because obviously the closer your phone is, To your body, the more exposure there is. So um, I think you know it's hopefully it's kind of common sense now. Don't put your don't put your phone in your in your pants. You know guys are walking around kind of zapping all their important bits during the day, and so that you know that's something that I hope people aren't doing. And then at night, yeah, get that get that as far away from you as you can as your routine allows.
1: So helpful. Okay, I'm going to put all the links to the Mm -hmm. meters, the incandescent light bulbs on Amazon the filters for your outlets. Make sure if you do one thing, you get some Zubi devices. We will put that in the show notes here. This will also be in episode 24 and 26. We're going to take you to the next level with episode 26 next week. We're going to talk about blue light and how this affects the production of melatonin in your sleep. We're going to talk about grounding and why that's important and powerful and easy. We are going to talk about some a little bit more sophisticated but equally important principles next week with Dr. Libby Darnell in part two of this. So we've got an easy action plan that you can download and so you can make changes as you have time. Start with the low-hanging fruit. Um, I have learned so much from Dr. Libby and we're going to be linking to her four-part blog series on getting the EMF and dirty electricity out of your life. And so let's she she said a, a really great quote earlier on. She told the story of the loss of little Kiana in her family and what what a tragedy that was. But let's make what she learned from that loss of her little niece as well as the loss of her own health for a while. Let's make that matter. She said, from pain, there is always purpose. And so let's have that show up in our lives to make meaning of the difficult things that Dr. Libby Darnell has been through. So thank you so much for being with us. We are going to be right back in a week with episode 26. You can find all the resources here at greensmithygirl.com slash episode 25, and we will see you soon.